0: Thank you for listening to the new norm. I'm Frank Caramano. We are two weeks. Yes, two weeks from the NFL draft, finally. Um in terms of like what can happen in these next couple weeks with like free agency and stuff, and I know the the Tyron Matthews stuff is out there. He had a virtual visit with the Eagles and You know, Stephen Nelson actually just signed with the Texans, the corner host, started for us last year. So clearly the Eagles are going in a different direction now at outside corner to play with Slay um, and Maddox as your nickel. But uh, I really don't think you're going to see too many moves right now. I mean, you could see Stephon Gilmore. Um, The Eagles have been in contact with him. He's also been in contact with the Rams. But I, I just think it's more advantageous for these free agents to just wait now. Just wait till the draft's over. Because, like if the draft doesn't go according to plan let's just say for instance the eagles strike out at safety in the draft well now tyron matthew has some leverage you know like right now he doesn't hold any leverage because the eagles could sit there and say well realistically we could fix this position in the draft which is a foolish you know notion but it's not just the eagles there's other teams that think that way you know there are a bunch of teams that just think in that manner so i i would think that if you are A free agent right now and you're one of those free agents that's more than likely going to play your best case is just to hold up and let the draft happen because then the ball goes back into their court now let's talk about the draft next week i am going to give my official prediction for the eagles uh Right now, they're currently slated to pick 15th and 18th. And we're not going to do, you know, if they're going to trade or anything like that. Who knows? Um, if you ask me at this moment, what I think the Eagles want to do is, if there was a chance they can get Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati, they would do that in a heartbeat. I don't think that they have the ammunition the, the ammunition to go and get him. Now, I say that, but like clearly they have the ammunition. If they wanted to trade their first-round pick, for the next ten years, yeah, they can do it. But I just think that in reason that they are not prepared to trade up into the top five to pick a Sauce Gardner. It's just a lot for a guy who's not a quarterback. You know, like this is a cornerback, and he has probably the best, you know, resume of all the players in this NFL draft, and he may end up being the best guy out of this NFL draft. But again, there's just a lot of if, ands or buts with that. And The Eagles have a lot of holes. You know what I mean? They are not anywhere close to a finished product. Like, they are broken. They are a broken, broken team in terms of defense. Like, we're still weak at the end. Hassan Reddick obviously helps, but we're still weak. Yeah, we have depth, but is it good depth? You know, uh, defensive tackle, clearly, you know, we have two guys on one year deals and Milton Williams. Like, we're very weak there. Linebacker, Kaiser White, obviously, is a very good football player. You still have T.J. Edwards. Davion Taylor is a huge question mark because he can't stay healthy. So you're still weak at linebacker, corner. I just told you Steven Nelson's a Texan, so you don't have anybody who could play outside corner right now. like I shouldn't say that. You have guys. You have Zach McPherson. You know Ty Gowan, Kerry Vincent Jr., Mac McCain. All these guys that they signed and traded for last year, but they're all unproven. And if the Cowboys game at the end of the season that was meaningless means anything. We saw them go against the starters for the uh, for Dallas, and Dak Prescott had arguably the greatest game of his entire career. So that's not really too reassuring in terms of these guys having to play. Uh, and then at safety, it's, it's who? Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris? You know? Because Rodney McLeod, he signed with the Colts, so he's not coming back either. So the defense is broken. Like, they have not addressed the defense. That's why, like... When people get all, you know, pissy and moany here about them signing like Tyron Matthew, it's like they need to sign him. I don't care if he's lost a step. I don't care about anything. Like we need guys who could play. And I'm not saying like signing Tyron Matthew precludes you from drafting a safety. It doesn't. But I almost think like the Eagles want to do the NFL draft, see where they're at, and then address the rest of the positions that way. and, and they got lucky last year a corner because, you know, they didn't have a corner. They went in the draft. They did not get the corner they would have wanted because clearly their plan was Sir or Horn. They did not get one. And they ended up signing Steven Nelson like two days before training camp started last year. And they got fortunate. They got very lucky that that worked out. But if you think that that's something like, that's a viable plan, it's just, that's foolish thinking. I keep going into this draft and I just look and I go, listen, the end is weak. The tackle is weak. But they can line up and play. They have guys that could play NFL football at those positions. Corner is just disgustingly weak, and safety is right behind it. Now, linebacker, they have guys who could play linebacker White, Edwards, you know, Taylor. They have three. They could use more, but they have guys who could play linebacker. They just don't have another guy who could play outside corner, and they barely have two safeties because Anthony Harris was a massive disappointment last year. I think Marcus Epps is going to be a player, but. Really, right there now. If you're just saying without signing anybody, this draft, like, you need a corner, one on defense. That th- number one thing you need on defense. You need another corner. Number two, you need another safety. Number three, you need another uh, defensive end. Number four, you need another defensive tackle. Number five, you need another linebacker. So right there, you have five needs, and you know they don't have five first-round picks. They have two. Because guess what? They have another massive need, and it's called outside receiver with Devontae Smith. You know, like, they they need to pair him up. And the Jalen Rager trade thing got out there this week from Inside the Birds. Jeff Mosher reporting that, you know, teams are calling about Jalen Rager, which, hell yeah, we want that. That's great news. They're going to trade Jalen Rager, because if they're, like, the Eagles are giving you all the signs that they're picking a receiver in the first round. Oh, well, it'll be three straight years. Who cares? If you have a receiver as the highest rate of player on your board and you're picking at 15, you're picking him. Like, oh, well, you used three in a row. That doesn't matter. Did you fix the position? And you're seeing these contracts now. It's almost more advantageous to just take a receiver with the first round pick, pay them that light rookie deal, and you get five years because you get the option you're in the first round. It's, it's more ideal now with the, the money that's going to wide receivers to have wide receivers for those five years. And you'll have Smith and Williams... For four years under cheap deals, and then Smith will get his money. And then you'll, if you have Williams, like I just said his name, or, you know, whoever it's going to be, Wilson or Alave, like you have five years then with that player before you have to worry about paying them. It's just the way to go. And the second round, it's only four years. And then you'd have to pay, like, let's just say, for instance, they get Jahan Dotson at 51. Do I think he's going to be there at 51? absolutely not, or George Pickens, absolutely not, no chance these guys are there at that pick, but let's just for the sake of this argument say, there, even if the Eagles trade up in the second round and pick one of those guys, right, well guess what, then they're only there for four years that you could pay them before due, their contract does expire, they, there's no 50-year option on second round picks, and you'd have to pay William, or let's say Dotson or Pickens and Smith in the same offseason, that's just not the way to go. Plus, I just personally think the best player available at 15 is going to be one of the wide receivers. Now, we're going to do some mock drafts. You know, We're two weeks out. There's five mock drafts to go over here. And again, they're getting a little smarter, but there's still foolish moves in here. So for instance, the first one we're going to go is Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper is the draft guru, right? Well, Mel Kuyper has the Eagles picking Chris Olave at 15, which is obviously more than reasonable, he was just in for a visit, and N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia, and I say this, would that be a great, of course it would, I think Nicobe Dean would be a fantastic pick, because he's a fantastic football player, do I think the Eagles are going to do it, absolutely not, they're not picking a linebacker in round one, so I disqualify it, moving on, Adam Rank of NFL.com, he has them picking Drake London and George Karloftis, now, Karloftis is the defensive end, um, that makes complete sense and drake london obviously wide receiver i just again i'm a usc guy but i'm not in the drake london camp here and i hope they don't go that route but again it just it is what it is you have to trust your board and the eagles have had a history of not trusting their board at this position which is why they're in this position or they wouldn't have to do this stuff now uh What's his name? Lance Erline for NFL.com. He had them picking Trent McDuffie and Traylon Burks. Again, corner and wide receiver. Probably the two most pressing needs on the team. Viable. I hope it's not those two guys, but viable. Nate Davis, USA Today. Drake London and Devontae Wyatt. Again, wide receiver, defensive uh line uh tackle, very to two of their highest needs again. I I I I'm not keen on the players. Like, I mean, the more I've watched on White and heard or Wyatt I've heard about him, not so much. I think that you can get a good defensive tackle in round three or round four. I really do. I think they can hold off and wait till round three or four and get themselves a quality defensive tackle, somebody who could play in the NFL. They did it last year in Milton Williams. I think they can do it again. I think there is depth at defensive tackle in this draft. And last, Josh Edwards. Uh, he has them picking, finally, Jamison Williams, who, by the way, I don't think is going to be there, but Jamison Williams and Devontae Wyatt as well. At least you see here, now we don't have everybody picking them, Devin Lloyd or N'Kobe Dean, just one guy here. It looks like they're starting to keen up to the fact that the Eagles are just simply not going to take a linebacker. You know, hey, like, is there now a possibility Kyle Hamilton slides to 15? I'm sure there is. Like, this is what happens with the draft process. It goes on so long that people start trying to find holes. And then when they find holes, they try to create other narratives for other players to rise them up. And unfortunately for us, Williams is the best receiver in this draft. Jamison Williams is by far, in my opinion, the absolute best receiver in this draft. The only reason that he's being talked about in the middle of the first round is because his ACL tore in that national championship game. Does that make, it think, make me think the Eagles have a shot? For sure, absolutely it does. Do I think the Eagles are going to get him? I absolutely do not. I just look up and I see there's too many teams that need a wide receiver. Atlanta. Atlanta needs everything. And that's another thing, too, with these teams. Like, for instance, last year, Cincinnati got away with picking Jamar Chase. Did they need Jamar Chase? No. They did not need Jamar Chase. They actually needed Panay Sewell. They needed Rashawn Slater. They did not need Jamar Chase, but it worked out for them. If they fix their offensive line and don't get Joe Burrow broken in half this year. You know, like Jalen Waddell. Trust me, the Dolphins did not make that trade with the Eagles thinking they were going to get Jalen Waddle. They wanted Kyle Pitts or they wanted Jamar Chase. Jalen Waddle, though, 100 catches. The Eagles picked Devontae Smith at 10. Obviously, those three all worked out. They were all grand slam picks. But, I mean, wide receiver, look at Amon St. Brown, rolls up in the fourth round. He ends up being a really good guy for Detroit. There are other guys you could pick. So I I don't know what's going to happen at the top of this draft. I just know that... The wide receiver class isn't looked at as highly this year, or uh, this year as it was last year in terms of top end talent. Like those top three guys were just like a step above everybody else, and, and here we are now with this class. And I think Williams would be a guy who is like a step above, but he's got an injury problem, right? Like he's coming off an injury, and same thing with Drake London. And again, Drake London might end up being really good. This is just my opinion. I was absolutely one hundred percent wrong about Jamar Chase. I was 100% wrong about Justin Jefferson. So please, I could be 100% wrong about Drake London, a guy I've watched play a bunch. I just don't want the big-bodied guy who makes contested catches. Because listen, it worked 1 million percent with Alshon Jeffrey. He was fantastic at it. And then you have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And I just think when it comes to the big-bodied guy who makes contested catches, it's just so much harder to predict who can actually do it at the NFL level. To me, that's not somebody you want to draft in the first round. I want somebody I know who can at least separate in the first round. I want an elite level athlete. Like Williams is an elite level athlete, right? You know who else? Uh, Olave, elite. Like Traylon Burks, even at least he's an elite level athlete. Would I want Traylon Burks? No, because I just I think the Eagles need a guy who can hit home runs. It's like they, they, the people think they want this big-bodied guy because Devontae Smith isn't a big-bodied guy, but Devontae Smith is an excellent route runner. He is not a he could beat you over the top, but that's not where he makes his money here in the NFL. He makes his money on these quick routes because he could just beat you off the line of scrimmage with his really brilliant route running. Same thing with Dallas Goddard. He's another one. He, he could eat over the—we need somebody who could stretch it. And Quez Watkins could definitely stretch it. But we want another outside guy who could absolutely stretch the field with him and just build a perfect complement to our wide receiver room. That's why I keep landing on Williams, and that's why I keep landing on Olave. Am I going to complain if they get Garrett Wilson or Jahan Dotson? Of course not. George Pickens? Of course not. That would be, if you wanted me to rank right now, my wide receivers in this draft. Number one is Jamison Williams, and it's by a lot. Number two is Garrett Wilson in terms of talent. Three is Chris Olave, but you could flip-flop those guys just like Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. I I think Olave makes more sense for what the Eagles need, but I think Garrett Wilson is just really, really good. Uh, Four... To me, it's still Jahan Dotson. I'm a big Jahan Dotson guy. I think he's kind of under the radar. Remember, he had one of the worst quarterbacks ever last year. So Jahan Dotson kind of slides under the radar because, you know, he just didn't have the opportunity to put up the numbers some of these other guys had. And then if you said to me five, it'd probably be George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia. He's another one coming off a major injury. And that's why George Pickens is where he's at in this draft. You'd be talking about him in the first 10 picks. I love the draft. This is clearly a very important draft. Now, if you ask me, what would I do if I was the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, again, and this is a completely a hypothetical because you have to have two partners to trade. You know what I mean? Somebody needs to want to come up. But if you said to me, I could just build it out perfectly, the Eagles would pick at 15, and they would pick Jameson Williams. Then at 18 somebody would want to come up, whether for Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, by the way, which they'll probably both be long gone, or maybe they want to come up for Chris Olave or a wide receiver like that. Like maybe the Chiefs at 28 and 29, they have those two picks. They get you know, a little desperate. They want to get one of those wide receivers. So they call the Eagles and they go, how about this? We'll give you our 28th and 29th pick. You give us 18 and I don't want to say 51 because, again, I, maybe that would be the, have to be the trade or their third, whatever it would be. But I I would like to see the Eagles move down because I think at 18 down, I, I just don't think that there is going to be, unless they took Olave and they just said, screw it, we're picking two wide receivers and we're making our wide receiver room the best in the, like we're going to go for that, which would be unbelievable. And, and yet I'd love every second of it. But I don't envision that's going to be their plan because, again, they have so many holes, they can't really just afford to do that. There's a corner I love in this draft. I love, I've been talking about him for months now, Roger McCreary from Auburn. I want him. I don't want Trent McDuffie. I don't want, you know, uh, Andrew Booth. And again, I could, these guys, I'm not saying these guys aren't going to be good football players, by the way. But if you told me to rank the guys I could get a corner, one would be Gardner, two would probably be Stingley, and three would be uh, McCreary. That would be the top three guys. So I think that you can get McCreary closer to the end of the first round, maybe even in the second round. I know he's rising up, but that's probably the area you can get McCreary. You don't have to pick him inside the top 20. So if you're able to trade down at 18 to, you know, 28, and then, for instance, you're able to, let's just say, move up in the second round, like, again, it takes two picks like I know Jacksonville, I think they have thirty three and thirty-five. Would you trade the pick there and, and try to do that? Uh, if you told me we can get Roger McCreary, I don't care if we had a pick in the second round or not, we get him and then we get another additional second round pick on top of the one we have, let's do it. I would do that in a second. Because then you can get a guy like Christian Harris, a linebacker from Alabama. You can go and pick, you know, a defensive end like Ebu Kitty from uh Penn State. Um he's the Temple Penn State transfer or the Temple transfer to Penn State. He's a defensive end you could try to pick maybe, you know, Mahe from Minnesota Falls there. You never know. Uh, I just think that there's more guys in the second round of this draft. Cameron Thomas from San Diego State. At the end, I think there's guys that you can get at that position there. You know, D Tackle, um, Perion Winfrey from uh, Oklahoma. He's somebody I really like. And, and if you ask me right now, like, people don't, that, like, there's a lot of people that, oh, he could go in the third. He could go in the third round. The Eagles like this kid. He's going well before 51, too. So, I mean, like, if that's why, if you had 33 and 35, you could take McCreary and on Winfrey, and now you just picked a wide receiver, a defensive tackle, and a cornerback, and you got three guys that are going to be NFL players. Like, there, that, to me, would be three guys that are going to be really good NFL players. Williams could be an elite NFL player, like, an elite, elite NFL player, but those two other guys are going to be very good contributors. Ah, oh, that would be the dream start to this draft and then you have another pick in the second round where you could go ahead and try to get yourself maybe a Jaquan Brisker falls at safety you know what I mean I would say Daxton Hill I mean Daxton Hill could be in that situation if like one of those guys are gone you take Daxton Hill because he's like a a Tyron Matthew type player you know what I mean he he's that guy who could play slot corner he could play free safety he could play in the box he could do everything you want he's a versatile player that's why a lot of people like Daxton Hill from Michigan I'm just more ecstatic that this draft is finally almost here. So we could stop talking about hypotheticals. But that's all we got here for a couple weeks. So I'm going to have a quick word here from Anchor. And then we're going to go over some more draft scenarios. So my belief is this. That Jamison Williams will not be there at 15. So what is then the alternative plan for the Eagles? Um, it's a great question. And to me it's, it's probably going to be Chris Olave. If I was a betting man right now, two weeks out, I would predict that Chris Olave is the Eagles pick of 15. And by the way, if I told you that last season, you would have been like over the moon because like Chris Olave was like, a lot of people were stunned, didn't come out for the draft last year, right? I believe he was eligible and he didn't come out or or if he wasn't eligible and he was in a, I, again, I, I have to look quick. He either was eligible or, or not, but whatever. But like Chris Olave was like a for sure top 20 pick last year. And that was with like, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, and and Devontae Smith. So you get Chris Olave and you pair him with uh, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard. Now you really got something at the wide receiver position. That's why I think that right now, my official, again, I'm going to do my official prediction next week. We'll have even more information. Hopefully some more stuff coming out. But right now I'd be leaning towards Chris Olave at 15. Now the next thing is like the wild card though is do the Eagles pick at 15 because they have the firepower to move up a couple spots if they need. Um I would think they want Williams. And I know people think that's nuts because he might not be ready to go to start the season. That's why Zach Pascal's here. You know, I just I think they would want Williams. So if Williams is sitting there at 10, let's say with the Jets, that's the team to watch that picks him. I I think you could see a scenario where the Eagles maybe try to make a trade with the Jets cuz I could see the Jets going They need a lot of things. Like We think the Eagles need a lot. The Jets need a lot. Um, Where the Eagles trade with the Jets, and the Jets just go, you know what, hey, okay, we'll we'll take, you could have Williams, but you're going to give us this and this. So we'll take Olave, and we'll go, or Traylon Burks, or whoever they like, Drake London, whatever wide receiver they like at 15. And then they get, on top of that, another pretty much premium asset because the Eagles had to go up from 15 to 10. Sounds pretty good to me. Now, like, the 18th pick, that one there is the one I think is just, like, it's up for grabs. I just don't think that there's going to be somebody who falls and separates. Like, if Derek, okay, if Derek Stingley, let's just say, falls to 15, or Kyle Hamilton, which, a safety, which would beyond blow my mind that they took a safety in the first round, but one of these premium guys, like, falls down to 15, then you could see a scenario where they take, like, they stay at 18, because then they could take an Olave maybe at 18, or a, a some like one of the wide receivers I think would fall at that point. You'd have more or less Olave or a Burks. Obviously would be there. My thing would be like if Olave then wasn't there at fifteen, I would be trading out because to me the two wide receivers like you need the absolute most are going to be Wilson or Williams and Olave. And then Wilson in that scenario is obviously gone too. He's not going to be there at eighteen, or you would just take him. But those three guys are gone. I'm trading out. I'm trying to trade out. Like, you know what I mean? It needs somebody else to want to come up. But I think that right now, if you said to me, what's the best course of action for the Eagles is they take Olave, then at 15, if he's, the, the if Williams is gone. And then at 18, they just hope somebody wants to come up. And for the Chiefs, maybe, like, who need a receiver, it could be Linderbaum's going to be possibly still there. the The center. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams that need offensive line help. You know, like one of these teams just says, okay, hey, maybe they like N'Kobe Dean. You know, maybe like, uh, I can't imagine one of the defensive ends, like maybe somebody wants David Ajabo and they just say, screw it, we don't care that he tore his Achilles, we're gonna, we could hold up on him. Or maybe somebody wants one of the corners that falls down, like Andrew Booth. Because like I said, I, I want Roger McCreary and you can just trade out. Acquire another high draft pick with that for this draft, not for next draft, for this draft because like if you could get 4 picks inside the top 51 or 4 picks inside the top 60 I should say like that's better to me than having 3 picks inside the top 51. And I know that second pick then would be a lot lower than what it would be in that scenario but who cares that is advantageous. We're almost to the finish line for this draft. Lots of interesting stuff still like could happen here in the next 2 weeks. The Eagles could sign Tyron Matthew and guess what? Then that blows up what they could do a draft in terms of sa- they won't have to draft a safety. They could draft a developmental safety later in the draft like a Brian Cook out of Cincinnati. You know, maybe like that would be the type of move, but it wouldn't be a glaring need. They could sign Gilmore and it's like, "Okay, cool. You could uh, you're still looking to pick a corner in the first two rounds, but it's like you don't need that guy to play." And again, this could all also, they could pick McCreary and sign Gilmore after the draft and just say, okay, hey, you know what, we have Roger McCreary. He's the future here, and Gilmore's the present. And, you know, we don't want to put this guy in a tough spot. It's options, right? There's options with these picks. It's a very, very important draft. Because the Eagles, like, again, this was supposed to be the Super Bowl window. And I know everybody got all up in arms because Matt Coral was in Philadelphia this week, the quarterback. The Eagles aren't picking a quarterback. They're not, I mean, really, we would lose our minds if they took Coral at 18. My guess is it's more or less a smokescreen. Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback. We as fans need to get behind Jalen Hurts. I've been behind him. I'm never not going to be behind him. Trust in his work ethic because him getting good, getting really good, is the Eagles' quickest way to being an elite football team. Two damn weeks. Next week, I'm back. Like I said, I'm gonna do my official prediction. I'm gonna probably do my official prediction for the first two rounds. I think when you get it after the second round, you don't know what's gonna happen. Trades, who's there? It's like so stupid. These seven round mock round mock drafts are just idiotic. But I will do the first two rounds, guys. I would like to see the Eagles potentially get. Even that is hard because you don't know. It just takes one team to have somebody high on their board, like. DK Metcalf fell, he was supposed to be a first round pick, he was a late second, you know what I mean, like, things like that, Landon Dickerson, oh, he might not go in the first two rounds, the Eagles pick him at 38, it, it just takes one, The um, J.O.K., the linebacker from Notre Dame last year, Cleveland, he's at the end of the second round, you know, it's just, it is what it is, so predicting that, it's just, it's so hard, like, you could read these experts and their mocks and stuff, they have no clue. And to be fair to them, they shouldn't have a clue. It's that hard. (laughs) You're trying to read the minds of 32 GMs in the NFL. But it's here, two weeks. Next week, I will be back. We'll go over our big, we'll go over the last mock drafts here. And then also, like I said, we will give my final prediction for what I believe the Eagles are going to do. Right now, it stands. I think it's going to be Chris Olave. And I think they're going to trade 18. But... Next week, I will give my official prediction for 15, 18, and 51. Not predicting any trades, what they would just do and who they hope they can get at those spots. So I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. And as always, Go Eagles Go!